When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything. Everything. All right, Matthew McConaughey, I'm sure, was asked this in an interview, and he didn't just like hold a press conference about this topic, but he said he may consider running for Texas governor one day. I could see it. He's not sure. He said, politics seemed to be a broken business to me right now, and when politics redefines its purpose, I could be a hell of a lot more interested. Mm. The current governor of Texas is up for election in 2022. Hmm. Hmm. Listen. I'd vote for him. I don't even know where he stands on anything. Guys, it happened to the Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator became a governor of a major state. The Terminator. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It's the true. Terminator. We got you. From buddy. Terminator? Yep, Terminator we've heard two. of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Thank you for reminding us. Mm-hmm. If you want to move to a different city, maybe around the world because you're tired of this, first of all, you can't just do that. But I will read this anyway. New research is out showing the world's most expensive cities. There's a three-way tie for first place. Want to take a guess? San Francisco. Um, Hmm. Oh, this is world, the world. Oh, the world. Paris. Paris is one. Um, Okay. New York. Nope. I think San Fran might even be a little more expensive than New York. I think you're right, Steve. You're smart. I'll just tell you. First place. Go ahead, Steve. I just like me is what I was saying. Oh, okay. It feels like I shouldn't have interrupted with that. Paris, Hong Kong, and Zurich, Switzerland, are a three-way tie for first. Fourth place is Singapore. Uh, Eighth place is New York City. And tenth is Los Angeles. Wow. Okay. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. What do you guys think about apple pie Pepsi? Nope. I try it. It sounds like a cider. Yeah, I think it would be pretty good. I I like vanilla Pepsi, and I think it might be similar. Yeah, I just wish it wasn't brown. Maybe a Dr. Pepper (laughs) taste, maybe? Oh, that's pretty good. Well, it's not necessarily going to be out on shelves, but Pepsi is about to release Apple Pie Pepsi as a contest. Um, Mm. It's only available through a social media contest. You just post a photo of your biggest baking fail on Twitter or TikTok and use the hashtag Pepsi Apple Pie Challenge and follow Pepsi as well. Sounds like a lot of of those. Plenty. Yeah, yours aren't so bad, though. Oh, you don't know the disasters I've had in the kitchen. You don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's the latest dirt. You can find more by downloading our app or going to mytalk1071.com. Talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Hello. 
Hey, what? How are you? Or, sorry. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Thanks, man. <laughs> sorry. This isn't going great. This I is terrible. Think. Let's start all over. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show. Appreciate you guys listening. Good morning, everybody. No, Steve. Oh, okay, bite. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Your birthday's um, in a week or less. Oh my, I keep forgetting. Ooh. Yeah, my birthday in six days. Ooh. Stevie Boy will be 37 halfway to 74. Wow. <sighs> halfway to 74. He can't help himself. That's just how I always think of people's ages. <laughs> okay. I just, all like Donna. Okay, you know, Steve. No, wait, don't okay. do it. I, say, I don't like ha- it. Halfway to a Smucker's jar. <laughs> just saying. It'd be great. Smucker's jar. And maybe I'll be an old, crusty weatherman at that point, and I'll be like, and a very happy birthday to no, this. No, that'd be great. This broad. Can you say that if you're an old guy referencing an old woman? Sure. Do people say broad still? I my, do. My grandpa used you, to. <laughs> like it is broad. He was <laughs> married, uh, let's see, seven times, my grandpa. Is that and right? he would be like, what was that one broad, huh? He was from New York. Grandma he had thick seven. accent. And so he would have to ask his current wife, my grandma, who he was married to in the past. He's like, what was that one broad, Marty? Oh, my God, Marty. Marty. Oh. Hey, Don. Yeah. Usually offensive, by the way, a term to refer to a promiscuous woman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it meant a promiscuous yeah. woman. <laughs> wow. That makes me feel bad. In college, I used to do the joke of, I don't know why everybody's going overseas to study abroad. We got plenty of broads to study right here. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. No, so not. is grandma number seven your actual grandma? Yes. So she's your blood grandmother. My blood grandma. He, he is... was married six times before your like mom or dad came along? Yes. My Whoa. my dad. Yeah, he sure was. Wow. He, yeah. What? Donna, be more encouraging. You're you're It's it's great because <laughs> listen just... <laughs> because he was going through the list and my we realized he was married seven times. My grandma oh. thought he was married six times. Oh no. And he Who's went the other the, woman? <laughs> he went through the list and then he went. And my mom goes, wait a minute, that's seven. And he was like, stop talking about it. Because she's actually number eight. Yeah, don't talk about it. She's actually number seven. But he thought thought she was six. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. But then he was with her for a very long time. How old must he have been by the time he had your dad? And you... That's a lot of wives to go through. This is my... um, He would be my step-grandpa. So, oh, so my grandma got it. was married to someone else. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. now I get it. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. What a Ooh, journey into your family history. tree. There were more branches than we thought up there. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. Mercy. All those other broads. Hey, <laughs> who knew who they were? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do we have new restrictions, you guys? Yeah. From the governor. I didn't. I didn't listen to the. Was there a? Yeah. Press conference. Yeah, we have some new restrictions. Um, and it, it it's going to be for... Can I offer a bleak, a bleak suggestion? A suggestion? Uh, excuse me, a prediction. A, sure. a, a prediction. Sure, sure, go ahead. Um, my wife was, you know, talking to me about some of these things today. And I said, you know, if I'm being honest, um, I know that he says that this is for the next four weeks. Oh. 
but that's because he knows that we are a fragile people. Mm, yeah. And we, we can't stomach hearing three months. Yeah, that's right now. true. I so agree with you. But um you know, she she was just saying, you know, oh what there are certain like dance classes are gone, so then the kids can't go to my daughter can't go to the dance class and yeah. she was talking about well if we travel during uh, Christmas, they said that they, uh, if you travel over the holidays, that they're going to, um, in January, have you do a 14-day quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to have classes in January. I said, I don't think that that needs to be a determining factor for us because mm-hmm. if you look at the the numbers, what's, what's tough is, um, and the governor mapped this out yesterday, and I know everybody feels all the feels, and it's tough, and it's frustrating, and it's sad, and it's all of those things at the same time. He broke down how many um, COVID-19 deaths we've had in the state. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spitball here because I can't see it, but it's there were 200-plus in September. There were about 450, and this is in Minnesota, in October. Oh, and in November, through 18 days, we already had... Um, like 470 or 500. We're on pace for 900. Oh my god! In November, which means, I mean, the math is the math. The it, December, it would be shocking if the number was down. Right. And if it was at like 1500 or 2000, it's this is like a compound interest thing in all the wrong ways. And so I think that we just have a tough few months that are ahead of us. And then he was breaking down the availability of of hospital beds and so anyway bars and restaurants they're going to be he's calling them a pause because again governor walls knows we are a fragile people fitness centers pause gyms fitness centers indoor sports facilities um those are going to be closing as of this friday bars and restaurants and similar businesses like breweries and um, hookah bars have to just do takeout and delivery or walk-up service Barbershops, salons, and retail businesses can stay open, but are limited to 50% capacity with a maximum of 250 people inside. Organized sports, all youth sports, must stop, including high school games, for a month. Uh, The same true for adult sport leagues. College and professional teams are exempted, though collegiate sports must follow recommendations laid out um, by the state. So he has an open list and then a paused list. Mm. but let, so you know, salons still open, um, places of worship, religious services, weddings, funerals still open, but with capacity restrictions, social distancing, and masks. Um, they're recommending for outdoor recommendation that you need to do that with just your household, even outside, even socially. Wow! Wow! Um, they say stay home when you're able. Schools and childcare providers um, are. St- operating you know independently there's not a state mandate right now they're open so you know we're all distance learning in my district now mm-hmm. um but each district it, it's still a district to district state uh decision there hasn't been a statewide mandate like we had in the spring just yet but each of these districts seem to be following their own criteria as to what's happening with the uh with the virus in their specific district and so then they can make those decisions accordingly which i think makes sense but yeah we had um it's a it's a full house down there we have dead spots of wi-fi kids learning out in the living room other kids at their desks uh a dog pooped right before we came on the air in the house and then right after he pooped um a baby fell and smacked his head on like a door jam so that was all in the two minutes prior 
I scooped up poop and then handed a crying baby to my wife and then came up here. Good morning, everybody. Oh, no, Steve. No, no we got this. Oh, it's only going to be no. like this for for a while. I wish I could hold your baby. I got to be honest. Me too. I need some baby. comfort right now in my oh. life. And there's yeah. no better feeling in the world mm-hmm. than holding a baby on your chest. And a yeah. baby like hugging you or grabbing oh, your finger. God. It's oh. just you know, like your heart melts. After the pandemic, you can look into, they have baby cuddler volunteer positions at hospitals. Yes. Where you just go in and cuddle the babies. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. My oh, sister worked that. in the intensive care nursery, and they would have people come in and rock the babies and hold them. Yeah. Because the Dawn, parents you can't would be, be there all the time. Yeah, oh, I would, would love great. it because I'm at the age where I should be a grandma, but it's never going to happen for me. Oh, right. Yeah, my daughter's You're not, not really having kids. Typically at the age when you should be a grandma, but maybe not at yeah. the point in life because where your daughter's I want older. a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. you got to volunteer. Donna, you, sorry, <laughs> won't be able to. They do background checks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs. Um, hey, just real quick, Timberwolves got the first round draft pick. Yeah. And the first overall pick. Yes, yeah. Queen. Um, what's the guy's name? Anthony Edwards. You got it, girl. Six is five. That the same name of the ER doctor? From it ER? is. It is. Well, it's his the actor's name. Yeah. Anyway, this guy's from Atlanta. He did like a one season yeah, in college. To, yep, University of Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. UGA. He's six foot five. Yeah, 220. He's 19 years old, and he weighs 225 pounds. Awesome. He seems like he's a really good player. I could read some stats and pretend I know what I'm talking about, but you would just make fun of me. So I won't. We got to go. <laughs> and Ricky Rubio is back also. Oh, did he come oh, back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, nice, I missed that. I heard that on the show this morning. I didn't bring that story. Someone else told me. Oh, Wait until I bring you a very depressing story about Chuck E. Cheese. Why does Chuck E. Cheese, the character, love celebrating birthdays? It will depress you that Uh-oh. and more stupid things you don't need to know next on Donna and Steve. Hey, okay. Hey, guys. It's me. <laughs> it's Donna on my Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, it's those two, too. It's, it's Steve. Hello. And, uh, and it's Don. Sorry. I'm trying to send you guys some information, and I'm doing... <laughs> Doing it very wrong. She she calls me during the break. Hey, did you get the email I sent? I said no. I haven't seen any email from you. Are you sure? Yeah. Is it <laughs> S Patterson at KSDP.com? It is. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't know why. I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing. And then she gets an email from, the, from the our guest source. who's going to be joining us at 9:30, who said, "Hey, <laughs> did you mean to send this information to them? You put their emails into just the body of the email, not into the address <laughs> line." Oh my! You guys, I hate <sighs> Gmail. It is the worst it is, email ever. I don't ever. like it either. I it's don't like it terrible. Either. Oh my gosh! Anyway, we will be uh, talking to one of your people, Dawn. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Huh. What Coming a up at 9.30. He is He's a paranormal investigator. Day creepy trader. ghost guy. Yes. And uh, there's uh, a show on tonight on the Travel Channel. So we'll be talking to him about that episode of The Holzer Files. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But first, this. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that I think is just a little bit of a bummer about Chuck E. Cheese. A lot of kids... What's going Sorry, on? Sorry, this is what's stupid. Go- Chuck E. Cheese, even the name is... Listen, so this, is a, this is a place for kids to go and celebrate birthdays. It's a fun place to be. A little bit of skee-ball. I love sure, Chuck E. Sure, Cheese. Sure, I get it. Okay, all right. When it's not crowded. Pizza, yeah, it's good. The reason that Chuck E. Cheese loves celebrating birthdays is, according to a book on his origin story... He's an orphan who didn't know his own birthday, so he loved other kids' parties. Oh, God. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That's sweet. But when you think about it, that can't be abnormal for a rat. Mm -mm. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese is a rat? Because of how promiscuous their parents generally are. You talk about broads. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Rat broads. Right? Rats and rabbits. (laughs) What's the equivalent of a male promiscuous? I don't know. Well, there isn't a word, person. which is really... That's a shame. Let's make one now. Gigolo? Uh, okay. Man... What about, what about male slut? Man-ho. Yep. Man-ho. Okay. All right. Thank mm. you. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Played in a band in college with Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, who went on to <gasps> form what band? Uh... Walter uh, uh, Becker, the Goo Goo Dolls, and Donald Fagan. <laughs> oh no, it's someone older. It's um, um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Some people call Superman the Man of Steel. So the band, yes, Steel. There's one band that has a form of the word steel in it, and I think only one band. Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. You got it, my girlfriend. I didn't even realize that was a band. <laughs> You thought it was a guy? Yep. Really? Dan Steely. It was yeah. just like Steely Dan, like they're calling roll, yeah. roll call. Yeah. Right, like Bond, James <laughs> Bond. Yeah. Jury duty. <laughs> Steely. Dan. Oh, boy. Dan Steely. Oh, Costco man. sells roughly one-eighth of all the blueberries in the world. Seriously? Ask me. Wow. Wow. Costco. I love Costco. It's my favorite store. Hey, I'm about to test Costco's return policy. And you know I don't feel good about returns. Oh, it's fine. Steve, even if you don't like something, you could just bring it back and go, yeah, I didn't like it. That's what they say. That's what they say. And everybody says Costco always wants to make it right. Well, we purchased a sectional for our like loft this summer from Costco. And I had searched all sorts of Costco's to find this friggin' couch. And then I finally found it. And now one of the back cushions is like, which is sewn to the back frame of the couch oh. is now split open. And oh. so I'm going to have to take a picture. And what do I do? I think it's, I don't even think they make it anymore. Oh, so now what do God, I do? What a pain. 
and what a pain. What do I do now? Oh, it's not like a pair of pants. No, they or have to come it? pick it up. Oh. I mean, I would love to just get a replacement part because it's a modular sofa, which means it's yeah. just a bunch of little individual pieces all together. But if it's no longer sold, then they give what's you a new your boy one. To do? They'll give you a new one. After I they pick it, the up. pick it up. Pick it up, yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, I don't want to bite. Will I get rid of it? Uh. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, man. Mind if I come to your birthday? Oh. You're a rat. <laughs> oh. You guys, I think I saw someone pick up a rat yesterday at the park. Excuse me? And throw it in the lake. Um, <laughs> he had it by nice. the tail. Savage. He had gloves on. What? And I'm like, what is he holding? He was holding this thing by the tail. <laughs> it was large. Was it dead? I'm hoping. I think it was dead. I don't think he was just drowning a rat. Somebody's taking out their anger of the pandemic wow. on rats. Right? I was like, what is he holding? What is it? Oh, now he's... Oh, no. Anyway, that's my story. I gotta go. Goodbye, Chucky. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we are going to talk to our special guest about a really cool episode of the Holzer Files on the Travel Channel tonight. Paranormal Investigator Dave's Trader is going to be joining us when we come right back. So don't go away. That's up next on my talk 1071. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, don't forget coming up at 1020 this morning, we're going to be announcing another name in our live for free contest. If you hear your name, you got to call us back within 10 minutes. And if you do, we'll give you a hundred bucks and we'll, um, throw you into the hopper for $10,000. So make sure you are listening. Very exciting. Also, right now, very exciting. We've got a special guest on the line, paranormal investigator and host of the Darkness Radio podcast, among other impressive credentials, not to mention all-around good guy, Dave Schrader, a.k.a. Darkness Dave, joining us right now to talk about his latest project for the uh, Travel Channel. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, Donna, Steve, thank you both for having me on today. Uh, Don, thanks for connecting us. I appreciate this. The Holzer Files, this is a really cool opportunity. We're now in second season of this paranormal TV show on Travel Channel where we're walking in the very long shadow of original American paranormal investigator Dr. Hans Holzer. And uh, we're reinvestigating cases that he opened 40, 50, 60 years ago to see if there's any new information or spirits that have made themselves known. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a great ride. Is Hans Holzer, like, the OG of paranormal investigation? You know, is he, like, the original? He he is uh, one of the forefathers here in the United States to really kind of bring it into the spotlight. You know, in the 70s and 80s, he was on... Uh, sightings in search of that's incredible real people anything that he could show up on to talk about this he was out there he was uh um you know everybody's familiar with ed and lorraine warren from the conjuring movies he was Mm -hmm. their contemporary and it started even earlier than they had and he is finally kind of getting the recognition he so deserved and we're bringing out these cases tonight we're at the franklin castle in cleveland ohio to try to unlock these lies and legends that have been told about the the location and the ghosts that are there. And um, this one is, I, I've got to say, honestly, we capture one of the best pieces of visual evidence of ghosts I've ever encountered. Oh, and, I watched, in heaven, I watched this, the episode. I hate this. I'm scared, Dave. You know I'm a weenie. Him. Listen, Steve, I, I just have to interrupt you for one second, Dave, because 
Dave at my last radio station would come to the station and just show us some of the footage. And I would scream and just be like, oh, my God, I can never unsee that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I didn't see it at first. So I went back and and watched and went, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. It is unbelievable. It was a uh, an interesting aspect, and we did something a little different. When I was filming this episode, um, as I was talking to one of the historians, it became a very emotionally impactful episode to me because it turned out the little girl's spirit that we were trying to communicate with, Emma Tiedemann, had passed away from complications of diabetes, mm-hmm. type 1. And it was on the second anniversary of the date I almost lost my own daughter to type 1 diabetes. Oh and I just God. got very emotional uh, thankfully, they edited out all the crying scenes because I, I broke down numerous times filming in this episode, yeah. uh, thinking about what was going on and who these spirits that are kind of time locked are and, and what's going on. And we actually kind of think outside the box on this episode. We do a couple of different type of experiments, um, one with a Ouija board, which I know a lot of people will raise their eyebrows over, mm-hmm. but I think we're doing something really unique with it. And then my daughter, Ripley, who I almost lost to diabetes, um, she kind of Skypes in for the ghost hunt to help us try to make communication with this little girl. And I, I really think that is a big portion of why we were successful and got the type of activity that we got tonight. So it was, uh, it's a really uh, strong episode, very good storyline, and, and the, I think you guys are going to enjoy the evidence. It's freaky. Dave, I've expressed this to you when you were on Twin Cities Live, and I'll tell those folks again. I am a weenie. I am afraid of this stuff. I just choose to turn a blind eye to it. You could go through life without feeling, (laughs) without getting the chills and without getting scared and then thinking always about all the paranormal. What made you develop such an interest in this? Was there a turning point in your life where you were like, you know what, I got to look into this and go deep? Dave, hello? You still there? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Are you Steve, telling you scared me? scared him away. Oh, my gosh. That that's... There. All right, there oh, we go. Oh, wait, there he is. I oh. wondered if I had haunted Dave or if Dave was now choosing to haunt me. So, Dave, just to reset, if we have you back here, what was it? Was there a turning point in your life where you decided ghost hunting is going to become a way of life for me? You know, it's it's something you really have to kind of... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We lost you again. Hello. This is this is actually mm. perfect. It, it, it's a ghost, actually. It's a, taking this is over. this is the ghost of Dave Schrader. <laughs> this is not really him who has oh, joined us here today. He, uh, Dave. Hello. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Oh, there, uh, there he is. Okay. You okay. need to find another spot because we keep losing you. You can, might be in a haunted I'm, spot, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what's happening because I'm literally line locked into a hard line here. I'm what? not moving. I'm sitting in the exact same spot. Oh, yeah, God. I'm not on a cell or anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, now try to answer again. We're curious. <laughs> Let's. Okay, well, give me the short so, version yeah, of the question. Yeah. I so the either what what made you want to do this like as a way of life? Ghost hunting, paranormal searches. This is your jam. What turned that light switch on, or I suppose off for you? I had experiences my whole life. Uh, My grandmother visited me after her death when I was about three. Um, I grew up in a haunted house in in Illinois, and I've just kind of always had it around me. My parents never made it taboo or weird to talk about, so that just allowed me to kind of grow in this compassion for for spirits and what's going on out there and try to get these answers. 
Well, and there's some there's good to come of this because oftentimes what you are trying to do is to connect people on the other side or show them that, you know, let them know they're dead. Or in this case, something special happens in 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 this episode that you guys are trying to accomplish that has to do with the little girl and uh, her mom. Right. It's. You know, it's interesting because you think, oh, well, ghosts are all kind of living around us at all times, but we're kind of starting to realize that they're kind of time-locked. You know, the little girl passed away many years before her mother, and she chose to stay there and made herself known to many people. The mom passed away, and, and we believe is there looking for her daughter, so they they kind of coexist on different planes. It's like being on two different floors of the same house, but unable to find each other, and it's it's kind of heartbreaking. Oh, gosh, we're... Go ahead, Steve. We're talking to Dave Schrader, uh, host of The Holzer Files. He's a paranormal expert. He frightens me. And I'm (laughs) curious on a personal level, Dave, you know, since you do all of this stuff in real life situations and then you see stuff and you experience stuff, what movies scare you? Do any scary movies actually frighten you anymore or are you just a calloused man? (laughs) I am just desensitized and heartless. No, I I love... I love a good psychological thriller, like the movie Sinister um, was a good paranormal creeper. I like the uh, the Conjuring movies, I think, have done really well, especially the very first Conjuring movie. So I think when they can get into the psychology as opposed to the slash blood gore mm-hmm. version of it, I like a good psychological thriller. Now, do you still get scared? Like, I, was it, who was it? Was it Shane or or was it Gabe who was on this episode with you? Who something happens? There's a force. Yes, of sorts. That was Shane. That yeah, Gabe, uh, Alexandra, and Gabe are kind of. Uh, Alexandra is the daughter of Hans Holzer. She's kind of the voice helping us bridge his his work into our new investigation. Gabe does all the research, and then oh. Shane, Cindy, and I are the ones out in the field actively investigating these claims. And yeah, Shane, Shane uh, has a, a couple of physical encounters with something unseen in this episode that's really unsettling. I would agree with that. And then then Cindy, by the way, she's incredible. Um, Cindy is, now, is she a psychic medium? Yes, uh, Cindy Keza. She's really talented at what she does. And I'm a skeptical believer, believe it or not. I've had experiences, but I don't believe everything I hear, and I don't believe every claim of somebody being a medium. And she has won me over uh, uh, you know, mind, heart, and soul. I've watched her do amazing things over the last two years that she taps into stuff that we had no idea and we're able to actually uncover it. She she ends up being the key to some of these mysteries that helps us unlock it. Right, right. And then in the episode tonight, again, we're talking with um, Dave Schrader, paranormal investigator and uh, uh, host of The Holzer Files, uh, which is on tonight, the Travel Channel. I believe it's on at, is it 9 o'clock our time? Yes, tonight. 9 o'clock Central, yep. Final word. Um, She uh, does some stuff that just is interesting because she speaks through the spirits. You know, she can, mm-hmm. and she writes and does that writing thing and sketching thing. But one of the things that I think is really interesting is that you took the original um, evidence, audio evidence from Holzer's investigation and you found something new in there that maybe he even missed 
Yeah, there's uh, there's some really interesting elements to this investigation. Hans would he he never really relied on technology for the paranormal. He he would always go with a good trance medium, and those are the mediums like Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. She would let the spirits talk through her, and he would go with Sybil Leake or Ethel Meyer, and he really was there just to document. He would record, photograph, and then take copious notes, and then try to communicate to the spirits through the medium to help them cross over and realize their their time here is done and they should move on and find a, a better place oh lord so scary it'll be okay steve don't me, worry me scared steve me scared i w- steve i would love for you to watch tonight <laughs> oh god and then just get back it would haunt tomorrow. my nightmares listen and i'm i'm open with dave about this he scares me mm-hmm. and he creeps me out and uh and i'm afraid and he just makes me feel afraid he is the man behind the holzer files you can catch it on travel channel new episode out tonight so make sure that you watch that dave uh other than the little haunting that happened midway through the interview it was really good (laughs) catching up with you again hey thank you very much and if if there's one quick thing i can mention sure you know um this story is tied between the past and the present with this little girl and uh juvenile diabetes and type 1 diabetes is still very real and i think we're close to cracking the mystery of of fixing it Mm. if your listeners are in the giving and thankful season mood this year they can go to jdrf.org that's the Mm. juvenile diabetes research foundation they are leading the fight to try to crack the code of type 1 diabetes and we're close they just need your help so if you could make a donation of any size at jdrf.org that would go a long way to helping and tune into the holzer files check me out at darkness radio and and uh, thank you all for your support and allowing me to come on and talk about it today you got it dave we'll talk to you soon see you david all right take care <laughs> bye that is uh dave schrader uh you could follow him on twitter at beyond dark show or at darkness radio and then on instagram at beyond the darkness radio I did watch the episode. It did scare me. It's on tonight at 9 on the Travel Channel. I'm going to go. Okay. Hey, no, no, no. Let's take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, if you see something, say something. You know how 2020 is going. Well, good news. The big, giant Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center finally arrived. Yay! Bad news. It's a super 2020 tree. You have to see this. It's unbelievable. We'll get into it uh, and let you know how Twitter's reacting when we come back. It's Don and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Hey. Hey. Merry Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas to you. Oh, you guys. It's always a sign of the holiday season when the Rockefeller plaza gets lit up with a giant christmas tree and you're like you know what we got this 2020 we could use it right about now yeah right i would like you to click on the link if you haven't already i have not this is the christmas tree that is now going up at rockefeller center okay wait a second hold on and i will link this up for everybody all of our listeners at mytalk1071.com uh (laughs) scroll down uh this tree looks so okay, jacked up. It is the most 2020. They say it's peak 2020 is how Twitter is talking about it. Scroll down on it's the link that I like, sent you because it's Twitter. Scroll down to the third photo because you'll see the actual tree mm-hmm. 
from the yard where they took it down, right? Because they take it down, they find a tree, and then they cut it down and take it to Rockefeller Center. Mm -hmm. On the left, they have a split picture. On the left, it's how it looked when it was cut down. And on Mm -hmm. the right is how it looked when it arrived. You seen that picture? (laughs) Yes, it's like all the needles died on the lower portion of it. It looks like like it got gastric bypass. Uh (laughs) I mean, it is a real, it's a very Charlie Brown vibe. How are they going to fill that in? Maybe Uh, they're not going to. And they're just going to say, you know what? Screw it. I mean, it's really missing a big, significant chunk of branches. A third of its branches now. What happened? Do we think in the transportation? I think it got smushed. Yeah, (laughs) it's just of all years. What Don? In this tree, you know, it Mm -hmm. went. It traveled. What was it? Fifteen hundred miles, twelve hundred miles to get to Rockefeller Center. A little owl was in it. Oh, oh, they found really? a baby owl, and it's now it traveled the whole way, you guys. And wow. then they took the little owl, and now it's at a sanctuary. Oh my god! But it doesn't have its mom anymore. Oh no! And owls are the scariest birds. No. I love owls. Oh, owls so are because cool. you're a ghost hunter. By the way, they're seeing a lot more <laughs> owls here in Minnesota. The the little ones that fit in the palm of your hand. You know which ones I'm talking about? Hand owls. Okay, sure. I'll call them hand owls. They're just little. They're just cute little babies. Oh. They're everywhere right now. I, I love. I'm so fascinated by owls. I wish I. I looked up recently if I could go to the um, Raptor Center. The Raptor Center. You should go. But it's just they're not doing that right now. No. I don't think. If so. you do say hi to my my um turkey guy. Oh, your your vulture turkey. Monkey. Yes. Turkey vulture. Turkey, turkey vulture. vulture. I yeah. love that guy. He's like 47 years old. Oh, oh he's seen it. I've been he's everywhere, lot, man. He's got Smokes. a lot of personality. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the Raptor By the way. Center. They're saying the uh, the split picture of what it looked like in the yard and how it arrived. <laughs> it's like a dating profile picture. <laughs> and then what they look like on your first date. Yes. Oh, my God. Hello. Yes. You look nothing like your Whoa. photo. Hi. <laughs> your Jim? Your Jim? Oh, hmm. Jim. Jim is bald Christmas, under everyone. the hat. Hmm. You guys. Oh, that's a new thing, a new dating thing, hat fishing. Yeah. Hat fishing. Yeah, it's like... You cover your bald head with a hat in your profile picture. Oh yeah! If every picture has a hat, you know that you know bald. that they and are. Who and who cares? Exactly. We just want to see your head. That's we all. just want to see the real you. Right. Yeah. We just don't want to be surprised midway through dinner. Mm-hmm. Things are going great, and then whew, suddenly you take off the hat. There's a glare. That's a for some ladies. I don't know if you like your men bald or with thick hair. Some people like a nice bald head. Yeah. Yeah, I don't bald care. maybe bald ding. Not as good as bald. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't don't let all of those companies that try to convince you that you yeah, need to Yeah, you do you, you're fine. Grow you're, your hair. You're beautiful just the way you are. Isn't it interesting that we're cool with the concept of men losing their hair? But like if you started going bald, like a comb over sort of a situation. Mm-hmm. And like alopecia. Yeah, you just totally freak out. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's just because. Weird. You have to shave your legs. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why either, Steve. Thank you. Anything else, Steve? I listened back to the portion of us talking about meat. Ramming my pinky finger in my dog's butt for yeah, medical uh-huh. reasons years ago, not the current dog. I listen back to that. I very rarely ever hear things that we've done on the show, and uh, it it was it was 
quite entertaining. <laughs> it had me laughing out loud in my car last night on the way home. If you missed it, it was, I think, hour two of our podcast uh, of the show yesterday. So you can get the download the My Talk app if you don't have it already. And you can, it all started with Dawn talking about gynecologists. She yeah. started it. It was Sorry. right after your dirt alert, I think. You were like. Uh, no, it was. Um, Something it, about calls, bad Bad call. Oh, oh right. after our winner. winner. After our winner, winner called in. That's it was it. the final break. Yes. It's also yeah. going to be on the Thanksgiving Day broadcast. Okay. That's so awesome. While people are eating turkey. Ugh. They can actually enjoy Steve talking about his medical procedure he did on his dog's right. anusis. An- anusio. <laughs> anusio. Anusio. Yeah. Which... And my lady doctor person who would get mad at me after doing the butt exam and then she would just kind of like mad. Why was she mad? I That's don't know. Like, what did oh, I do? Boy. Anyway. Thought, thought everything was going great. Yeah. And then the doctor and I was like, well, okay, bye. All right. I guess that's that. <laughs> I love the concept yeah. of a doctor who's seen it all, and then they seeing just your leave. butt, and then leaving noticeably <laughs> upset. Just no goodbye. Just like, <laughs> all right, door shut. Oh, okay. I guess I'll get dressed. Oh, then. oh Lord. Anyway, back to turkeys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So turkeys, city turkeys, were a new thing to me when I moved to Minneapolis, St. Paul. I had never wow. seen turkeys in the city. Well, I have a few um, bizarre turkey attacks here <laughs> that are pretty <gasps> funny. I'm scared of them, but they're so pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. Well, Courtney Lopchinsky in New Jersey, uh, she was enjoying a peaceful family dinner at her home in Teaneck, New Jersey when a wild turkey crashed through the kitchen window, (gasps) showering her and her children with glass and mud. (gasps) I grabbed the kids and we literally ran for our lives out of the house because we were so scared. This was in 2016. Um, The second one I actually love, I'm going to share this on Twitter right now so everyone can see a visual of this done. Okay, Um, in March 2017, a guy witnessed a flock of well-organized turkeys... You can see this video, and they're circling a dead cat in the middle of a street outside Boston. And they're moving in perfect unison, bobbing their heads up and down. And it looked like it was some weird seance or ritual. And nobody knows why they're doing it. It's so strange. That's that's scary. (laughs) And then finally here, um, there was a, a Brooklyn butcher who had a turkey as a pet in 1924. A guy came in to buy some meat, and this turkey attacked him. He ended up suing the butcher and got about two grand in damages, which is a little over $29,000 today. When turkeys attack. <laughs> wow, that oh seance dance is weird, man. Yeah. So crazy. All right, we got to go. We'll come back, though. Leon Rimes has a new chant album coming out. Yep, you heard me 